Michigan State's Jalen Watts-Jackson, and he scores! James, the lateral, to Carter on the end zone, can you believe that? Lateral, they practice that on Wednesday. It must be a Merry Christmas, because that's one happy holiday right there. And a watch this is thank you to NIL. Happy New Year, everyone. Mm-hmm. It is it is 2023. I think we said it on the last pod. We'll see you next year. And uh, <laughs> sure, sure enough, a little bit more of an extended break. But, you know, the holidays, uh, you know, Mike had, you know, tons of family to go see and all these presents to give out to people. I mean, he yes. was really in the holiday spirit. I, I couldn't get in the way of that, you know. So right. we decided let's push it back a little bit and you know, let the games happen. And boy, do the games happen. A lot of games happen. But uh, nonetheless, you know, Mike, how was how was your holiday? How was it? Besides you just placing blame solely on me, like we didn't call each other and be like, yeah, I'm not really like going to do it. Yeah, me neither. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll just we'll just blame it on Adam and his extensive family time. Because you know how much time he spends with his family. You because you love your fa- every single one person in your family. You love you know even yeah, other people's family. Two love. two for three ain't bad. Yeah, you know, it's not not the worst. Uh, no, Did I you mean, get anything good? Did you get anything good for your Christmas? Uh, I mean, uh, I did actually. Uh, well, oh yeah, a bottle of uh, coconut rum straight from the Bahamas. So that was, that was exciting. Uh, Pop that open on Christmas Eve and proceeded to just walk around and drink it out of the bottle <laughs> like I was a pirate. <laughs> that's what so. that was. <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, so that's awesome. So yeah, yeah. I think some people would be like, yeah, I'm gonna save this for special occasion. Now Mike's just like, fuck it, uh, pirate I, life. I baby. was looking at my my greatest chance to be a, a real life pirate on Christmas Eve, and I uh, I jumped at the opportunity, Kyle. So <clears throat> uh, what? I, I mean, I know you had a <laughs> you had a wonderful holiday break. Uh, what about you, Kyle? You get anything good? Anything uh, anything you want to share with the class? I got the gift of uh, joy on my two best friends' faces for getting a new Xbox, and the whole coordination behind that was just Jesus Christ! It, like I you, really, I you couldn't, you can't, you can't help yourself. If anybody has a platform, you're going to get on that platform and be like, I coordinated my best. friends' wives buying an Xbox. Yeah, I mean, some say bamboo, almost bamboozled, borderline. You know, but um, God, that that was just fun. Just to have that whole thing play out like it did, I loved it. And that that's really, you know, the joy of Christmas really is giving. You know, it's not receiving. And the joy in life is giving. Always be a giver. So, but no, Christmas was great. You know, I I splurged a little bit. I was like, you know, time to update my wardrobe. Uh, I got a I got a jean jacket, nice Levi's jean jacket. I've never felt cooler in my entire fucking life. You know, I'm wearing it right now. It's uh, you know going to California later today. It's gonna be raining there. It's perfect, perfect for that. So just, you don't wear uh, your high top Nikes. You know. No, see that's that's a trickier one. You know to, to pull off than than I than I thought. Like you, I mean everything looks good in you just because you're 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 the drip god over here. But mm-hmm. like I just sure. don't have. I just don't have like a good enough white shirt to wear with it, you know, because white shoes kind of got to match. <laughs> oh and all my white shirts get so dirty, like immediately, you know, so that's kind of that's next. On the list. I don't think I don't think it's a white shirt thing, to be honest with you. I think it's pretty much you could wear those with just about anything. I mean, Kyle, I go to the gym every day and I see a, uh, an army of high schoolers with high Nike, you know, the high top Nike sneakers and then wearing just about every com- combination of colors under the sun. It's ridiculous. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, the, the, the drip wear is kind of interesting. Or uh, the gym wear. Excuse me, not the drip wear. Uh, gym wear. And, and boy, uh, did I go to the gym yesterday? Yes, I did. And my legs are fucking dying. I'm trying right. trying this right. whole, like, you know, trying to get back in shape. I start indoor soccer here in, like, uh, like six days, and I'm going to die. I, I Like, I already know it. I'm going to die. Uh, but it's going to be all right. You know, we're going to be there. We're playing with our boy Tanner from our Apex games, you know. So that'll be a good time. So, anyways, nice go. little... Nice little catch up there, Michael. Uh, it's always good. It's good to be back. It's good to be back in the saddle here. Mm-hmm. And uh, like we said, we got lots, lots and lots to talk about. Yeah, a lot of a lot of bowl games happened, obviously. Uh, we're going to kind of focus on, we're going to highlight a few, obviously. You know, and this started, oh, we can go back, you know, because, God, how long? We've been out for like two weeks now, pretty much. But mm-hmm. there's some great ones. Oregon, North Carolina, fantastic game. Um, you know, Oregon pulling it out at the end there. Um Florida State looked really solid. Sorry, Boomer Sumer. But hey, you guys, uh, not a terrible season, you know. And, you know, it was, uh, I think. Don't, the, don't sugarcoat it. It was ass. It, it was. I mean, hey, at least they made a bowl game. And at least <clears throat> Lincoln Riley lost, which is where we're getting to next. Because Tulane USC was one of the most unbelievable games. Because mm-hmm. I, I kind of tuned out. I saw they were up like 15 points or whatever with four minutes left. I was just, and for whatever reason, in my dumb brain, when I see 15 points, I'm like, that's at least probably three or four scores, right? You know, there's no mm-hmm. way that's just like a, pretty much a two-score game, which, the, but the way, you know, usually you think, okay, touchdown, two-point conversion, but, I mean, that safety, that changed the entire landscape. It was, it was I just had never seen anything like it, truly. And the half Tulane knockoff, Lincoln Riley, smug ass, and USC, and the, all their fucking loser fan base, uh, I can't stand USC. <clears throat> Seeing Tulane win was fucking awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's it was great color a, game too. Great color. It was a fantastic color game, and if, if I if my memory serves me correct, which this entire weekend it probably does not serve me correct because I was <laughs> inebriated the entire time. Uh, put a wager on USC. Thought it was going well. Uh, I should have known better that the Cinderella story that is Tulane this year. You just there's just some things in sports you can't bet against, and that was one of them. Because for them to go to two, what was it, two and ten last season, to this season, they're they're yep. ten and two. Yep. They're going into a bowl game. I, I should have known better. And the way that it all panned out was just, I mean, I I was like, we were trying to watch it live as much as we could, just in between wherever we were at. But like, I just remember checking score updates, and I was like, there's no way that this is about to happen. And then I checked the one where they got the safety, and I was like. They're they're about to do this, and Lincoln Riley is yet again about to crumble in front of our very eyes in a big stage. And sure enough, no defense. Yeah, it, it's crazy. It, and and you look at the stat line too, because you know with Tulane, you had a uh, Michael Pratt was their quarterback. He only completed eight passes that entire <laughs> game, but it, for two hundred thirty-four yards, and the big big passes when he needed it, he was scrambling like crazy, putting his body on the line. Um, Spears, their running back. Uh, Ty J Spears was uh, just a baller, absolute yep. baller, 205 yards, four touchdowns, uh, a few catches as well. And and they have two really good wide receiver weapons that, that pretty much only <laughs> were utilized twice. One had a catch for 87 yards and another one had two for 43 or 83. Right. So it's like right. pretty much all those yards came off two passes. And then, you know, Caleb Williams, same thing. I mean, 462 pass yards, five touchdowns, only one interception. You look at that and you're like, yeah, there's no way they fucking lost that. And they lost it. It was incredible. Yeah. It was I mean, it's it's it, it, and this is this is a bigger picture take that I have. I, I think that this bowl season kind of showed us that it, for all the the fans who wanted the the playing field to be kind of leveled, I think that this was a game that kind of manifested that that we're we're getting there. We're on the doorstep of a Tulane being able to come into a bowl game and knock off a USC, which by all accounts 
was supposed to be a playoff team this year. So I, the game itself was fantastic. Great color game. There's and so Willie Fritz is a true ground mi- oh, So yeah. many hot chokes. I know. I mean, shout out. <laughs> our, our sports camera operators, the horniest individuals. I, I, given I, I at any event. I threw in applications everywhere. I was like, I think I could be, I think I'm the man for this job. I think I could do this job very well. <laughs> and we'll get to it. You know, when we're talking about the playoffs and stuff as well, but yeah, awesome game. I mean, the Tulane fans were going absolutely bananas. I mean, oh. just, you know, all over the place, you know, jumping over all over each other. They didn't expect this, but yeah, Willie Fritz, congrats. I mean, that, that'll be an interesting one. Cause I don't think he's the youngest coach. I'm fairly certain he's not very young, but I mean, he's, he's had success almost everywhere he's gone. Right, uh, like God, he's got to be on here. I'm pulling it up right now. Well, and and to turn it around, that the way, he, like I said earlier, like the way for him to go and turn this program around from a two and ten to ten and two, and I know they're not a you know necessarily a power five conference by any means, but it, that's ridiculous. I mean that that turnaround, and now that we're living very very much in the transfer portal era, Tulane could be a real problem here because I I, I think there's a lot of talent that's gonna be laying around looking at you in know, that footprint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah, that's really interesting, yeah, because he's he's 62, right? So he's not a spring chicken by any means. You know, makes roughly about two and a half million. I mean, I I could see them just bumping that up, obviously bumping that up a little bit, and then just being like, hey, just ride it out, bud. Like yeah. you know, yeah. and and just like you said, I mean, with the parody and the transfers now, like it's just, and they they just kind of have they have they're in the same vein as Coastal Carolina to me with kind of that that weird level of swag where you're like. Yep. I mean, it's just the jerseys kind of pop, the weird mascot. They run a fun offense. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That's, well, and, anyways, and it's, it was it's, awesome. it's a business, right? I mean, as much as we, you know, you want to live in, in fantasy land and be like, oh, all the, these sports are so much fun to watch. It's a business. And I'm willing to bet that this this season alone, let alone whatever he's going to do in the next couple seasons, he's going to generate so much money for Tulane University. I mean, they're, they are so like on the map now, as far as like you said, like merchandise, broadcasting rights, I, they're going to be on so many more broadcast games next season. No, after seeing this, I mean, this dude is making this, this university money hand over fist. No question. Right. Yeah. Cause you, I mean, it, for one, it's a private, private university for what it's worth. So, I mean, all the, it's not like money is going to be an issue there. Uh, located at basically as far South as you could possibly get, uh, in in Louisiana, Ooh, yeah. you know, but you're right in that footprint. You got Mississippi, Alabama, <laughs> uh, all the SEC. So your your private school sitting in kind of that SEC footprint, where all you need is just to catch those one or two, you know, right. really good transfer players. That you know, and then away you go. Well, awesome. if a former former SEC school, fun fact. I mean, they were. That's right. They left so. for academics. They said you guys are all fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Who's, and, uh, who's, who's the winner now, buddy? Uh, no, but you're—I mean, you're exactly right. And it's not even necessarily the football because I mean, I think the beautiful thing about the transfer portal is—I I mean, you could get kids because the unfortunate part of the transfer portal is there's so many kids entering it that are not going to have homes. That sounds terrible, but it's just true because I think it's like only forty percent of people in the transfer portal ever actually end up getting picked up. So the the level of talent that's in the transfer portal is outrageous. And to your point, being in the South, you're already in that hotbed for recruiting talent. So. I, I mean, again, not I don't by any means think there'll be national contenders, but for sure going to be a very fun team to watch. You hit the nail on the head when you said like Coastal Carolina and like ECU. I will tune into those games all the time, just solely based off color combinations. And then the gameplay is just a bonus. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, tremendous game. Had to talk about that just as a natural, you know, but like I said, for Oklahoma Sooner fans, that was basically as good as it's going to get, you know, seeing uh, Lincoln Riley lose again. Love to see it. 
Um, we're bouncing around here a little bit, but Alabama, Alabama, K State, that game started really good, and I think Kansas State had had a chance, but just they they just kind of made made some weird play calls at the wrong time, right? We're just right. And, and we're gonna get to that again later when I talk about Utah, Penn State. But it just didn't quite pan out. I mean, Alabama looked good. Bryce Young looked really good. And I'm sure he kind of solidified himself as you know one of the top quarterbacks coming into the draft. Mm-hmm. Still, God, he's just still, every time I see him, I'm like, God, he's just so little. He just looks small. But I, <laughs> I did, like, how much does that matter anymore in the NFL? I don't know. It's it's weird. But. Well, the, the funny thing is, is we're, we're, we're looking at him on the TV around a bunch of other, like, his other teammates and other players that we're comparing him to. We're like, God, he's, he is yeah. small. And their offensive line is all like six six, three hundred pounds. So, yep. uh, I mean, yeah, don't have to spend a lot of time on this game because I think that this is just a this is a prime example of it, it meaning hell of a season game. for Kansas State. Hell of a absolutely. season, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, and for them to cause chaos at the end, beat beat TCU yep. and kind of put everything up in jeopardy. Great season, but I, this is just this is just Alabama more talented team, and and it showed. I mean, like you said. K State came out swinging like they had. They had their first, you know, few series of drives all scripted, looked good. Alabama just has a lot of talent, which is just stupid because it's it's always every time Nick Saban underperforms, ends up in a meaningless bowl game. We're just reminded, like, oh yeah, they are still a really good team. If only uh, yeah. they tripped up a little bit, but yeah. yeah. Only time that didn't, I think, was uh, when they played Utah back in like I think it was two thousand eight. <laughs> they like barely missed the. National championship and Utah came out and beat the shit out of them, which is awesome. Right. But yeah, boy, I do remember, I think it was the, I don't know, somehow we ended up in like the Outback Bowl, Michigan State did. We had a, a tremendous season, kind of just fell short at the end. And our gift was playing Bama. And they had all, all name, God, who, I don't think it was Ingram, it was whoever was right after Ingram. It was just, oh, Trevor Richardson? It was probably, oh, God, I, I'll, have to, I'll have to pull it out. It was a nightmare. It was just a disaster. But, anyways, um, yeah, so I, I, we've been there. Um, Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. That was awesome. It was awesome. And, like, listen, you know, we're not huge stoolies. You know, we do, you know, consume some Barstool content here. But it was just the fact that that all came together like it did. And they they had the viewership that they did. It was just fun. Like, it was just fun to watch. And, like, and and we'll get to it with the national championship with the amount of different types of broadcasts, right, with, like, the McAfee and all that stuff. This is one of those where you tune in because you're like, well, finally it's something different. And it's not the same old stiff nods who are just like, Oh, look at that. You know, I, I, don't, I don't even know how to explain it, but it was just a lot of fun. Right. It was tons of fun. Wyoming fell just short. Um, Ohio coming out with a good win. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, good game, though. I mean, oh, I, it was, I think oh. it went in overtime, correct? Like, yeah. overtime, Wyoming yeah. ended up a field goal, and they threw that last, the, the touchdown to end it, right? Yeah, dude, Wyoming's kicker. I, we talked about it all year. I just got to bring it. We talked about it in the very, very beginning. Um, that kid's good. I love him. You know, two for two, he had a long, he had a 53-yard field goal. I think that was the one that kind of, um, uh, I think it came up big. Yeah, that was in the in overtime, maybe, maybe earlier in the game. I don't know. But I love Wyoming's kickers, basically what I'm getting at there. Well, so. at least at least there was a, there's some love for one kicker, because right. we'll, we'll, we'll get to it later. Uh, but I'm sure there's some Buckeye uh, <laughs> message boards. <laughs> a, few, a, few, a few last ones. Notre Dame, South Carolina, that was a fantastic game as well. Notre Dame, what a weird season for them, because if you look back to how they started, uh, and people immediately wanted Freeman's head, you know, because they lost. Obviously, they lost a, a tough game to Ohio State, but then they came back and lost to Marshall, and that was when people started losing their minds. But then they rattle off against Cal, North Carolina, BYU, lose somehow to Stanford. That's a bizarre one, um, and then lost to USC. But to come out with the season they did, finish nine and four, really solid bowl game against South Carolina, who also had a really late surge to the season because they did not start well. 
Um, yeah, that was a, a very entertaining game as well. Uh, Spencer Rattler's kind of had an interesting redemption arc. I went from hating him to be like, yeah, this kid's got it. And he, he seems like he's going to be a pretty solid. He could be a pro prospect, obviously. So, yeah, that entertaining game. To say the least. Yeah. A, a Zach, a Zach Wilson esque career path. Cause I, I still hate him. I mean, good, yeah. good for you on extending the olive branch. I think he's the most arrogant piece of turd, but whatever. Yeah. We'll get there. Uh, we're going to finish with the playoff last cause um, LSU beat the shit out of Purdue. Purdue for some reason, you know, they just had a bunch of people sit out, but boy, <laughs> LSU hell of a season for them too. That's uh, they, they got something cooking down there. Th- sure. This, this bowl game had offered so much more <laughs> than just, than just the game of the, obviously they kicked the crap out of them, but all the stories about this, this mysterious sex party. And then for all those players to jump in bed with the cheese. <laughs> That's, <mascot. right. laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. That is so funny. Yeah. Well, and, and I was scrolling through, I, I got, I got deep into Purdue Twitter after the game, <clears throat> kind of during like after the game. And, they were, and I, I think in some instances, rightfully so, kind of, kind of really mad because it did seem like LSU was kind of playing like a little bit of like prison ball out there. Like they were just, not only were they beating them by a bit like, you know, 50 or whatever it was, but they were like physically harming that poor Purdue team. Yeah. And then for them to just kind of, those players are jumping bed with the cheese at mascot. I mean, it was just a cherry on top I needed for that game because the game was relatively boring, all things considered. But boy, did it offer entertainment outside of the playing field. Yeah, no, and the cheese at bowl, I feel like is is just notorious for being fucking weird and just like, wasn't it the cheese at bowl a couple of years ago? There was like seven combined interceptions in the first half. Like, oh yeah, uh, I love it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I love. I love the cheese. Well, and I, I mean, talk about classic. talk about two like just completely like Purdue, you know, more of a traditional Big Ten kind of ground and pound. They'll air it out a little bit, and then you have LSU who. I mean, beginning of the season, kind of eh, but certainly finished out the season just an absolute train. Yeah. So, it, it, Brian Kelly's a hell of a coach. They're gonna oh, have they're gonna have it cooking there in in no time. I mean, it's just they, it's gonna be yeah. SEC's after the season's fun. over, I would be willing to throw I'd be willing to throw a future on LSU uh, SEC oh, champs because yeah. oh for it, sure that that feels like where that's going. Yeah. So, um, okay, we'll wrap it up here with depressingly. Just this part, and then we'll talk playoff. Uh, with, um, sorry, last thing with Purdue. Boy, did that suck to get shit pumped by LSU and then lose the Rutgers at home in basketball. God, you, you, I can't wait to talk about college basketball. You, you, next spot. But, I can, uh, I can hear the saliva dripping over your microphone over there just to mention Purdue losing in basketball. I told you, I've just never seen it. I feel like I've never seen them lose at home. So, anyways, it, right? That, that's next week's episode when it's strictly basketball talk. But I, I agree. I agree. All right, the Rose Bowl. God damn it. Uh, this was tough, you know, obviously with Utah and this is kind of where, you know, I'm going to be the, um, old man shakes fists at cloud. Um, I hate the whole sitting out thing, players sitting out, especially for the Rose Bowl, but I get it. You know, Clark Phillips was a fucking dominant defensive back. I think I thought for sure he'd be maybe top three, the top three off the big board. And they're like, no, Kuiper has him at fifth. If he falls to being the fifth cornerback, whoever gets him in the NFL is going to get a stud. He's, he's. Absolutely incredible. One of the most dominant defensive backs I've ever seen. Boy, did we miss him. Mm-hmm. And yes, we missed Dalton Kincaid as well, and Brant Keithy for that matter. Both I know Kincaid was pretty banged up, and he's going to be you know drafted as well, and so is Keithy, which is going to be awesome. Um, if you're an NFL team needs a tight end, look no further than those two. But it just, especially on the defensive side of things, having Clark Phillips there would have been huge because 
it, here's the thing. I, I've kind of poo-pooed Penn State for a while now just because Sean Clifford's like 25 or whatever. He's like the same with Stetson Bennett. He, he committed to Penn State in 2015. In 2015 is when he committed. How is he still there, for one? But the thing, the thing with Penn State, they're just very well coached. They got definitely out, just kind of outmanned against Ohio State and Michigan, which, hey, newsflash, most teams did. Um, so those are their only two losses on the season. But they just had an absolute answer for everything. All of their players, all their formations on offense, there was just nothing. There's nothing that Utah could do. And especially, like, the, the all the busted plays came from one fucking safety, who, thank God, he's a, a senior. Because R.J. Hubert, I think is his name, he, all he does is blow plays constantly. And every play was pretty much him because he was out of position every time. But he shouldn't have been there, like I said, in the first place because that's kind of a Clark Phillips type thing to have the defense organized right. and shut right. down a wide receiver. But they're hanging around. And then our poor, poor boy, Cam Rising, just kind of trying to do too much, got banged up. But, I mean, Penn State's defense, man, Penn State's just good in general. They're they're just a good team. Look at how they're recruiting. Yeah. Both freshman running backs are phenomenal, dude, and they're going to be good next year again. I like I wouldn't mind putting a future on them to win the Big Ten next season, to be honest. Right. Well, well and that's tough, but yeah, I think that's where I think that's where we got a little bit of smoke and mirrors coming into this because like if you watch, obviously you were much closer to the Utes, but like I, I was pretty in tune with the Utes, kind of watching them throughout the season, so I, it, it felt like it kind of copy paste from last year's team. Like, like this is a very, and obviously sitting out players is, is going to do you no matter what. I don't think Penn state was necessarily getting the shine and the gleam that they, they right. deserved. I think that they were kind of in, in there's I've, you know, other, other college football analysts and commentators. I've kind of read the same things with them. Like they kind of got sh- like shunned for most of the season. Cause they were just kind of flying under the radar, the big 10, I think that they were probably if you if you put back in the people who are sitting out for Utah, Utah may get that edge back. I, I think Penn State across the board is just as good, if not better. And, it, and obviously in that game, they were better. It, it, it was it was just it, like you said, Utah couldn't couldn't get anything going, which then in turn, the thick boy was trying to trying to do something, make some plays. And that's why we all love him. But obviously, we don't know how that panned out. So I, it, it's heartbreaking because especially after last year's Rose Bowl, you really wanted yeah. that. Uh, but I mean, still a, an accomplishment and a half. I mean, to, to right. win the Pac-12 again, back to back there, to get back to the Rose Bowl, phenomenal. And and I do think Utah's set up for success uh, in the future. I think their quarterback, this, uh, he's a freshman now, and I think they still maintained his red shirt. Not the kid who ended up playing for for you from Milford, Utah, uh, Bryson Barnes, who came in last Rose Bowl and actually almost you know won the game for him, but um. Yeah, I, I think Utah's gonna be fine in the future. It yeah. just sucked, man. It just it just sucked to kind of see it end that way. But hell of a season nonetheless. You know, I bought all that Rose Bowl gear too, which now I'm like, do I even wear this stuff? I have a cool yes. Rose Bowl sweater. Yeah, you still wear I wearing, it. I was wearing Rose Bowl shit all freaking Monday driving home. I was freaking I was getting random people in, in Avon, Colorado. I had three different dudes come up to me and be like, Oh, you Utah minus one app, right? And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. And then that obviously that didn't work out, but <laughs> Uh, you nation runs deep, dog. I mean, you wear that. Dude, well, bullet. you saw how they showed up at the game. I mean, it was 75% Utah, which it's just, yeah, our, our boy Dylan was there that, yeah, that was a bummer. Yeah. He's, uh, he was not happy about that, but right. And, and again, we don't do moral victories here, but since we are, we are partial to our mighty, mighty Utes back-to-back Rose Bowl appearances and the back-to-back Pac-12 championships. I mean, it, obviously yeah. it's, it's going to get tired real quick. And I think next season will probably be the threshold if it gets tired, if they do find themselves in the same spot and they don't pull it out. 
Uh, that's yeah. why we'll start getting tired. But I mean, Utah, you Pac-12, you're not, you're not the big name. USC, we're not. <clears throat> you know, Caleb Williams isn't dying to come to Salt Lake City and breathe in the beautiful air. But nonetheless, I mean, super solid outing for the Utes. Absolutely. Yep. Solid season. And uh, even, hey, even you basketball, they're looking pretty good right now. Just surprising. So anyway. You don't like basketball. I love basketball. Uh, okay, here we go. College football playoff. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was set up. I, 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 I honestly, I didn't know what to expect, and it, it's going to be hard because now it's like, okay, well, we didn't, I, we didn't put our takes out there, you know, before the game, but I did feel like TCU was going to have a chance to hang around. I knew it wasn't going to be defensive, obviously, but I watched how they played, uh, you know, those last couple of games of the season. I'm like, well, this offense definitely has has what it takes, right? And Michigan right. with all the sound bites and talking all that shit and this and that, I was just like, this is going to backfire for Michigan if they don't figure this out. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's they they jumped them early and then just kind of basically hung on to that lead. But every time Michigan clawed their way back, TCU just answered with a huge run right. or a big pass or whatever. And uh, <clears throat> it's just overall, it's just a, a hell of a fucking game. And I'll listen. I'll I'll oust myself. Hand up. I put a responsible nuke on Michigan. Because I, I thought like it, it, TCU, and, and this goes back to the whole Cinderella story thing. I just need, I just need to stop betting on Cinderella teams because I thought for sure, without a shadow of a doubt, Michigan was going to come out. It, it, Harbaugh loves to run that damn ball, and I figured that it was just going to be maybe a little too much. Like I knew it was going to be a good game, but I thought Michigan had the edge as far as consistency. So I thought, you know, will the weather a little bit of a storm, but you know, they'll they'll be consistently scoring on drives. Boy, was I wrong. And if I ever – I should never count out Max Duggan ever in my life because that dude continues to shit down my throat. This game was incredible because it just – I feel like every time I looked up, TC was walking into the end zone with another touchdown. It was it was the most bizarre game to watch because it just felt like even when Michigan was within striking range, it just felt like they were never actually in it. I know. Yeah, and I, I was obviously nervous there. I didn't obviously didn't want Michigan to win. And, and you look at like TCU and, and Max Duggan's stat line, like it really wasn't that impressive. You know, under fifty percent right. pass, you're right about fifty percent passing, two hundred twenty five yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. The two rushing touchdowns were obviously big, but it was just every time they needed to play, he he was able to find a way to do it. And my God, is Quentin Johnson a fucking stud at wide receiver? That guy is incredible. He's, for one, he's huge, 6'4", 215 pounds, and he absolutely runs a 4'4", if not oh. maybe even 4'. I mean, like that one where he – it was, you know, toward the end, Michigan's climb back, like we said. Max Duggan just kind of rolls out, barely gets it to him, and all he does, he's able to just break that one tackle, and boom, right. gone. He's just right. like, oh, my God. And that's where I knew. I was like, Michigan's seen a lot of good players, a lot of good teams, you know, in the Big Ten – we don't have athletes like that. I mean, Marvin Harrison no. Jr., you know, is what we'll get to with Ohio State. But, man, TCU had just those types of athletes that come from Texas and down south. Like, it's just you just don't see that here. Well, and it's crazy because it's things. like it, when you watch it at at a professional level, we watch the NFL. You, you are constantly reminded everybody on the field is an NFL caliber player, obviously. Like, everybody's big. Everybody's fast. Like, but to your point. That one guy made all the difference in the game because he was just that much more bigger, faster, stronger, whatever you want to classify it as. And he absolutely dictated the outcome of this game because, like you just said, it, they just had to get the ball in his hands and it was magic every time he touched. I mean, he only had a hundred, it was six catches for 163 yards, one touchdown. But yeah. I mean, it, it, every time he had the ball, it was like you just kind of held your breath because you weren't sure what was going to happen. And he absolutely, him and Max. 
carried that that entire team to the point this season and then went out and won this game for him. So, it, I mean, just – and if you're Michigan, I just don't understand Jim Harbaugh. It's like you, you have to, at a certain point in the game, especially when you're down, you know, 14-0 in the first quarter, like you have to do something. It just felt like he kept pounding the same drum over and over, and he was playing like he had the lead. I just don't understand. I swear to God, if he becomes a Broncos head coach, I will jump out my third-story window headfirst. I swear to God. Oh, that'll be some good off-season banters. The whole no. Jim Harbaugh saga, no. you know, just in general. But you have, um, to, you have I, to move on, right? Like, uh, complete real quick tangent. Like, what what is the what is the future for Jim Harbaugh? Seeing what we've seen it twice now. Right. I mean, that's the thing. And I know he said that he's just frustrated with the current state of college football, which I I just don't blame him for that. Like, I I think a lot of people are. And a lot of co- like it really does take the right type of coach for it. I, I mean, I don't, can... I don't, I don't buy that though. I just, it, it, what is he frustrated about? He has, he has an opponent in Ohio State, who, it, I mean, they don't play Big Ten football. They, they may be in the Big Ten conference, but they changed everything the way they do, the way they play the game, and obviously yeah. are successful about it. So, what is he tired about? What, is, like, what is stagnant to him? Yeah, I think it's uh, probably the NIL stuff with the recruiting. It's it's just gotten harder. You know, it, it, he can't just go, oh, well, we're Michigan and you're going to be this for he life. Can't and go blah, have blah, blah. a sleepover with some high school kids right. and, exactly. and recruits. Yeah. Fuck no, I, so I, I can see that in a bit. But I mean, uh, overall, it it was just one of those. I mean, the, the two interceptions from McCarthy, very unfortunate. You know, they were kind of bad passive. But the fact that both of them went for touchdowns, uh, that's that's really what changed the game. Right. Oh, it's just 100%. I mean, so it was one of those games I'm watching. I'm on the edge of my seat the whole time. And even that, like the targeting thing at the end, I was like, boy, would that be a very Michigan thing to get that call uh, in their favor? I, I think it was probably the right call just for just to not, you know, because it was I think the whole play was fucked anyways, because it was fumbled. And then supposedly you're not if you recover the fumble. I don't I don't know how it works. There's some re- weird rules involved, but I think it was best just to let that game go as it is. And hey. TCU, what a fucking, what a story, man. That's awesome. Uh, and I sat there thinking, well, that kind of sucks. Cause there's no way Georgia and Ohio State's going to, you know, kind of live up to the excitement of that game. Mm-hmm. And boy, was I wrong again. <laughs> uh, uh, Georgia, or so, 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 sorry, TCU wins 51-45. Uh, yeah, Georgia, Ohio State. This game, uh, I, I, listen, I had a lot of, a lot of takes about Ryan Day during the Michigan game, mainly because I lost a decent chunk of money. And B, I just hated the fact that Michigan won again. And I think he did coach like a pussy that game, to be honest. And I, I'm not the only one who says that, you know. And there's a lot of questions about him and CJ Stroud and things like that. And uh, listen, uh, hand up, left hand up. Uh, I was wrong. Ryan Day's a great coach. And CJ Stroud balled <laughs> the fuck out. Ryan Day had this. It's unfortunate because I think it wasn't like they lost the game necessarily. I think no. Georgia just you know, won it at the very end. Maybe there's some questionable play calling everything up until that point though. Absolutely perfect execution from Ohio state, that offense, even the defense, I think even the defense contained them as well as you could. Um, But uh, yeah, what, what a game. Well, I I mean, to to your point, zero points in the third quarter. I I mean, like Ohio state came out, held, held Georgia to a goose egg in the third quarter. And so, I mean, really, if you want to dissect the game, you can just go into the fourth quarter and dissect kind of where. And I'm not even sure it's it's more so necessarily what went wrong for Ohio State versus what what adjustments Kirby was making and what kind of. I I don't think Stetson Bennett is the reason that they I won can't that stand game. Him, I, I <laughs> am I weird? Like, am I in the minority for that? I just can't stand him for some reason. No, I it's just... it's it's every 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 level of football. Every every level of football, there's always a team 
that is so good that it doesn't really it doesn't really fucking matter. It's who like you have AJ your McCarron for Bama, right? Where it's just it, like you could put anyone back. Kate Sweeney could drop six touchdowns with, with those types of teams. I hundred percent, and that, and that's where and that's where I think it's not so much a Stetson Bennett. And I know it's a nice story because he's a walk on, and then you look at where he came from. National, and he's champion. also been there. Uh, he's twenty five. He's older. I think he's the same. He's the same age as oh, Lamar yeah, Jackson. No, he's oh he's dead. I saw it was literally I watched it this morning. It was like a TikTok or something. He is technically older than Lamar Jackson. Same same classification of grade, but like he he's older than Lamar Jackson age wise. Crazy. So it's just <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. And then I'll leave it at this. If you took if you took a and I get why you why it's Stetson's team, like he's earned respect and like and I get like he's obviously good enough to be where he's at. If you put like a CJ Stroud in this in in Georgia's offense, we wouldn't even have to play the playoffs. We could have just crowned them, you know, national champions from the get go. But all this just to say is, I it's it's obviously there's a breakdown somewhere that allowed Georgia to come back and win it at the end. But I, I don't think it was like an egregious. Like I think Georgia just showed they were slightly better than Ohio State in that exact instance. And like we mentioned earlier, it all came to like if the kicker makes us field goal, we're, this is a completely different conversation we're having, like completely different conversation. So, yeah, boy, that was a tough look. But it, it, I mean, it, it, it was a great game across the board. And, and I think that this again, the, I think the messaging throughout this entire podcast we've been talking about is that college football is on the doorstep of becoming much more parity. Like we, we, we'll be seeing so many different teams kind of in the mix. I'm sure we'll still have the the handful of, of blue bloods in the, in the football realm. But like, this just goes to show that this game, it, it, even last year, two years, Georgia would have won this game, like 42 to like 10, like it wouldn't even been close right. because the, the defense would have been too much for Ohio state. Ohio state doesn't play good defenses. They just outpace everybody. La da 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 da. The defense showed up for Ohio state. I mean, yeah. it showed up undoubtedly. You can't look at it and say the defense didn't do their job. So again, Georgia just slight edge, but fan, fantastic game, all things considered. Yeah, and and the play calling at the very end, you know, they they're kind of getting into field goal range, and then you're 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 just running the ball, and it's just kind of not going anywhere. It's going backwards, like you're leaving it up to your kicker to kick a fifty-plus yard field goal. It's just it was just never going to happen. Like it, it no. just you watch that and just like. That's just not going to happen. He's, I mean, unless you had a Jake Moody for Michigan, for example, or Wyoming's kicker. Hey, hello. Um, Jake Moody, for, sorry, by the way, for Michigan. I mean, I think he kicked, what, a 63-yard field goal? If you need a kicker in the NFL, holy shit. That guy is just – I another another thing, just like I've never seen Purdue lose at home in college basketball, I don't think I've ever seen Jake Moody miss a, a, a big field goal. Like, God, <laughs> he's just – I, I just I digress. Okay, I love kickers though. It's but so that was it was a tough look. Tough Every, look everybody for, loves uh, their own kind. So right, yeah. Until until they fuck up and miss the kick and and yeah, that's that's just kind of how it went for Ohio State. But just hell of a playoff, man. It it's just overall really really good. I think it kind of validated the the four team format a little bit. But I think it'll be even better when when the, it expands. Mm -hmm. So you know, I'm looking forward to that. You know, more more players in the game. It's going to be it's probably going to be a little bit of an adjustment. It's going to be a little bit weird. But I think this showed that you just you just never know. I mean, easily Ohio State and Michigan both could have won these games. And imagine that for a national championship. My God. Whew. Mm, uh, what a season. Uh, like. Pass. Pass. Yeah. I don't want to see that. Pass. Fair enough. But what a season. It all comes down <laughs> to the final. Georgia TCU, obviously, uh, this weekend. What do we, well, get it out get it out now. I mean, let's let's throw it out there. We didn't get our takes before the first round of playoffs. National championship thoughts, comments, I, concerns. I mean, about. it's it's gonna be, it's gonna be Georgia. I like I don't know how you can 
sit there and think otherwise. I mean, Georgia's already favored by 12, which, I mean, I think that line alone, that's a lot of points. That, sure. That'll get, that'll, they, they, listen, they're, they're, they know that we're idiots and that we're sitting here drooling on that because, you know, damn well, like day of game, that's going to be like a six and a half, seven. You think? Oof. Well, yeah. It, 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 here's the deal: is it's 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 a Cinderella team. They're hot. I mean, every everything. Sonny Dykes has that team moving and grooving. I don't think they're going to win. It, it, and let's be honest: this is going to go one of two ways. This is either going to be a great game coming down to the wire, or this is going to be a oh oh yeah, we forgot. Like Georgia is really really fucking good, and this is going to be like a thirty-five to like fourteen game. Right. One, yeah. one of two ways. I mean, it's it, it, it's not going to be a marginal, like, 10-point game. It's either going to be blow the doors off of them or we're coming down the wire. Right. I mean, TCU plus 30, 340. Oof. Money line. Might have to. You know. I don't think so. I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> because yeah. because it, it, this all goes circles back to the, the original Do I have point. any money left from the season of betting? Do I have no. anything? I've told you this, like, twice now. No. There's $0.00 in your own personal DraftKings account. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I think I, that is the Michigan game. The Michigan Ohio State game is where it all went out the window. Um, but it, 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 this is, I think, you know, athletic wise, like TCU and Michigan was a little bit closer of a matchup. Big Twelve, Big Ten. I think Max Duggan would have a real tough time. It. it Especially yeah. with his go-to guy, like Georgia does not play those games where they're going to let one guy kind of dictate. They're going to make you go to your your second, third option, like kind of beat them unconventionally. And even then, I think you're looking at a Georgia backfield that has NFL talent at cornerback, probably across the board through the entire depth chart. So not saying it's undoable. They're going to have to get crafty, but you can't get too crafty and, and pull, all the, pull all the stops out and be turning the ball over on dumb trick plays. I'm calling my shot now. Give me Georgia 31, TCU 20. Ooh, I like it. I will go I will go Georgia 35, TCU 17. Oh, you like you like a little more of a spread, I see. Yeah, I think it'll be close. I think it'll be. I think TCU will get that seventeen points in the first half, and then probably get shut out in the second half. So, right, and that's the thing is, and that's and that's what and that's what Michigan couldn't do, and that's what Georgia will do. Michigan, Michigan couldn't if this turned into a, an arms race, which it did. Michigan couldn't keep up. Georgia can keep up, and I don't think I think they're going to nip that in the butt pretty quick. I don't think it's going to be a, a two-score back-to-back, go down by 14 type deal for Georgia. Georgia will either come out and score first and then just always kind of be playing from ahead, or you know maybe they'll, they'll be tied up going into the second, third quarter. But I just – I think the Cinderella story has to come to an end somewhere, and she's going to turn into a pumpkin, and I think it's on the big stage. So, But, hey, I, I mean, I've been wrong before, believe it or not. So if I stadium, uh, worst turf, uh, worst artificial turf field that you could ever imagine. And, so. and they're not even letting them tailgate. That's absurd. It, that truly is absurd. That's, and that's, that's the thing. Fucking with, college football is. I know, and and that's the thing that I can't stand about these like fancy NFL stadiums and things like that. It's it's just like what? It's just dumb. And it's out. Well, and it's don't don't Inglewood. put it in. Yeah. Don't put it in California. Like I, you know what I'm like. It, it, when you think college football. California right. is 
not. Oh, hundred percent. Oh, I a hundred percent agree. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Damn, what's it? Uh, it's not the Mercedes Dome anymore because I know that's Atlanta's thing. But what's but, New Orleans? Yeah, it's, that's where it should be. Yeah, it's it's that Mercedes Benz Stadium, um, Falcon Stadium is just fucking beautiful. Just put but, it there. But what's the what's because I know it used to be the Mercedes Dome down in New Orleans, but what is it like? It's whatever it is now. It used to be Mercedes. Maybe it still is Mercedes. Mercedes just drop and guap everywhere. But put it in New Orleans. Let's let's Falcon Stadium. Let's look it up. The, I mean, the Falcons is for sure Mercedes Benz. It's, it's yeah, it's still. Oh, okay, no, I I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's New yeah. Orleans used to be the Mercedes Dome, but it's like something different. It's probably the Hurricane Katrina Dome now. And we're the I think we're just two of the dumbest people to probably ever live. So I think I it might also be the Mercedes Dome. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck's driving Mercedes? Like, you know, geez, who are they marketing to here? Oh, you know? oh, buddy, oh, buddy, go, go, take a stop at the Starbucks in Avon, Colorado, and Mercedes is alive and well. <laughs> oh, Jesus, that must be nice. But, dude, hey, Michael, we've done it. We've done it again. We, we did it, Joe. We, we did it. We made it through another college football season somehow. It has always been pretty. It has always been consistent. Hey, listen, this is this has been the most. This has been one of the funner college football seasons that I remember from from start to finish. I think this is just with all the all the for both on reasons, field yes. antics and yes. off field antics. I, I think for me, it's one of those, you know, where my fandom lies. It kind of sucked, obviously, with Michigan State and even kind of Utah, you know, going out the way that they did, but it was just kind of seeing the whole landscape of it and just being like, okay, we're, we're in good shape here. You know, we're in good shape as, as a whole. If you ever just, if you, if you ever just would enlist and subscribe to my, my fandom therapy, I think you're in a much better spot because it's, just don't have an allegiance, Kyle. I mean, I have a closet full of LSU, Miami Hurricanes, San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, I mean, we. it's wonderful just having no home, just being a nomad because it's never a down season for you because you always just – you just hitch on to whoever. Just, right, yeah. Go Vols! Yeah, see, that was fun too. Yeah, see, it's – yeah, there, there's a lot of it going on, and, and it's uh, it's always kind of said come come to an end, but – like I said, uh, we have the warm embrace of college basketball, which that season's already off to a chaotic start, which, mm-hmm. fuck yes. I love it. I don't think there's any undefeateds anymore. I think everyone's out, you know? Yeah. So I'm just going to make sure that Brandon always, whenever he bets on your team and then it's not going his way, he always puts his like little passive-aggressive, like, imagine betting on Duke Moneyline, and then anytime you want me to drive over his house and kick him right in the dick, you just let me know. Oh, did Duke, did Duke lose last night? By 24! Oh, my God! Bro, th- listen. This is th- this is next week's problem, but I'm gonna, I'm just gonna put it in the tickler file now. The, the, we we are two three max seasons under John Shire away from being back to where we need to be because it, he he inherited the one and done recruiting classes, and that's just it, we just can't keep doing this. We just cannot keep doing this. Yeah, it will, that'll be yeah. Right. We'll, we'll discuss. Food we'll for discuss thought. Put it in there. Lost by twenty four to fucking North Carolina State. Jim Valvano, rest in peace. But fuck everybody else there. True. True. Well, it's been real. Good. We love you, college football. That's basically what I want to get to here. One more game, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll hopefully you know not hopefully we'll be back next week. We'll discuss a little bit of that national championship, and then look forward to the future. It's it's you know it's God the, with the way the, the news cycle future. works now, man. I mean, it just won't be. It won't be long at all. We'll come up with some fun off-season shit as well. But college basketball, we're Maybe coming we'll up. Maybe we'll just be huge baseball fans this year. I'd rather die. <laughs> Go Padres. Go Padres. It'll be fun. Hey, Chargers-Broncos this weekend. We'll see. Hey, if you guys want to mm, come get some autographs maybe. and pictures, we get it. We'll be there. Um, Skip you know, over there. 
Maybe, no, maybe Big Mike. You're fucking. You're going. Don't be. Don't do this. Oh, I. I would love to spend my hard-earned American dollars watch Chase Daniels. Camaraderie, Michael. It's the same thing you say about Xbox. It's about. It's about the camaraderie. <laughs> yeah, but the Xbox is. <laughs> the Xbox is just turn on and I'm there. I don't have to go to the bowels of Denver and fucking. Oh God forbid you have to go to a, a football game with your friends. God, who who are you? Where's where's we'll the real? We'll see, how Black, we'll see how Blackhawk goes. That'll be the real determining factor. Jesus Christ, if that's the case, then we're all fucked. So. But uh, <laughs> I don't think we even named the pod in the beginning. This is the Name Image Podcast. And uh, <laughs> that is pretty much a wrap on the college football season outside of the national championship. But um, we'll be back. We'll be back next week. We'll discuss. We'll have a lot of fun. Maybe we'll do a live recording from Denver Brown. What is it called now? Uh, in Power Field a Mile High. In Power Field at Mile High. We'll see you soon. So, Michael, anything else? No, I got heartburn, so I gotta go. Sounds good. All right. See ya. Anything else you want to know about me, Skip? Mm-hmm.